0: and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wombach and Patty Dominguez, couch not included.
1: Patty, we're back in the studio with another great guest that I can't wait to bring. To the Boss Free Society Airwaves.
2: Tim, you're an excited man. Tell us. I now. am.
1: I am. <laughs> I am excited. Today we have Mary Kravitz. With more than a decade of entrepreneurial experience to her credit, Mary is a highly sought-after presenter who makes everyone feel like she is speaking directly to them with her engaging, down-to-earth style. She delivers practical topics that provide participants simple, actionable ideas, plus the clarity and motivation to put them into action. Right away. Uh, Mary is a business growth strategist and speaker who works with ambitious entrepreneurs who are too busy to grow and helps them double their incomes and get their lives back. Mary's entrepreneurial journey includes successful careers in real estate, business to business networking events, and now business coaching. Recently, a health crisis forced Mary to completely start over and revamp her business. And from the systems she created to weather the storm, she tripled her income while cutting her work hours in half. Wow. She teaches audiences and clients the same systems she credits for her current success. The Boss Free Society podcast welcomes Mary Kravitz.
2: Mary, you are teeing things up for a great discussion. We would love to hear it. It's so great how your setbacks, it's, about the, it's not about the setbacks, it's about the comeback sounds like you had an incredible journey through that. So welcome to the Boss Free Society and uh, congratulations for being Boss Free. And it sounds like it's been a roller coaster ride, just like with us. So we'd love to hear what uh, has transpired that has brought you to where you are.
3: Wow. How much time do you have?
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a marathon episode, everyone. So grab
3: (laughs) grab a beer and let's sit down. No, I'll boil it down. Um, You know, I came into entrepreneurship completely by accident, actually. Um, When I moved from California to Arizona, I ended up um, getting my real estate license and coming from a a corporate background, working in Silicon Valley and high-tech firms, I thought that being in real estate meant that I would go into an office and sit at a desk and people would come in and buy houses. (laughs) And so that was... um, it was quite a journey that I had to take to get into the entrepreneurial mindset and understand how to bring in my own business, how to manage all the pieces myself. Um, from there, I decided that real estate wasn't interesting enough for me, complicated enough for me, and I did some uh, some other careers and finally realized that I just love the business of business. I love the mindset. I love the action. The freedom. Um, and so, you know, really have committed to helping other people find the same thing, just like you, like you guys have. And the thing that really kind of took me out for a little while was that, um, when I was building my, my business coaching practice, I was running in every direction, trying to figure things out. And this is very common. You know, I was the queen of everything. I was doing networking and I was doing LinkedIn and you name it. If it came to marketing and finding clients, I was doing it. And, um, Eventually, I just couldn't keep it up anymore, and I, had, I was diagnosed with extreme adrenal exhaustion, mm-hmm. completely burned out. Wow. Yeah, and from that, you know, and the thing is my, my mortgage company didn't care that I didn't have enough energy to work. So I had to figure out how do I make money while working a minimum of hours, and it was all about simplifying, evaluating and simplifying what's working, only doing that. I had about four hours of energy a week. That I could invest, wow. and what happened is because I streamlined and simplified everything, only focused on the things that were working. I actually was able to take um, my business and triple it the following year, double it again the next year, and then I'm on track to to double it again. Oh my gosh! Um, all by sticking with and teaching to other people how to really cut to the core of of what needs to be done and cutting out everything else.
2: Right. Well, we definitely know that it's it's not something that you could share in a in a half hour podcast, but at a very high level, can you just talk m- maybe, you know, retrospectively of where does it, it you were and because of that health challenge, you were able to really figure out, OK, how do I drill down to the essentials and what are those essentials of just this concept that you implemented that really made such an amazing impact on your business almost like re-engineering it right reinventing it um, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs that go through this day-to-day grind and just pushing along and thinking my god how can how long can i do 70 80 hours a week and probably suffering from that same type of exhaustion so any peak under the 10 at a very high level Mm -hmm. that you can give would be great
3: yeah, absolutely. You know, there are there are some factors that really contribute to staying on that hamster wheel of like you said, the seventy to eighty hours a week. Um, one of them is you know falling prey to every hot tactic that's coming down the pike. You know, um, I actually just uh, created a training. Because I, I was totally stressing out. This is hilarious. So I was totally stressing out because everything's popping into my Facebook feed saying you have to do Facebook ads if you want to run a business, if you want to be successful, you have to have Facebook ads. I'm starting to freak out, right? Really? Here I am, have a totally successful business, and I'm freaking out, stressing out, and because I don't get Facebook ads. Well, then I, I went, wait a minute. I built, you know, a better than six figure coaching practice without placing a single Facebook ad. So anyway, I did, I started training around that because I realized I couldn't be the only one who was freaking out. But the the tip here is Mm -hmm. that you cannot let what everyone is doing, what all of the marketers are shouting at you, you cannot let that dictate where you go with your marketing, because you will be at the mercy of like really good marketers. They know the words, they know how to push your buttons. So you not be doing what everyone is saying you should do you really have to go to what is working you know if you've gotten results in the past what happened do that again and then do it again and do it again and do it you know simply don't put a lot of bells and whistles I gotta tell you my content my content is excellent in everything I do but it isn't beautiful it isn't high tech it isn't you know design and not everything is designed by a designer a lot of my stuff is But it isn't perfect. You know, your job as an entrepreneur is to make money, to make a living. Otherwise, you can't do it for long. So don't fall victim to, you know, whatever someone's screaming at you that you have to do. Exactly. Don't fall victim to perfectionism. Don't have to have it perfectly designed. You know, go make a difference to people. Go offer value. And they will care less about how it's packaged and more about how it changes their lives. Very
1: smart. So who would you say would be your ideal client?
3: My my ideal clients are very driven, very busy entrepreneurs um, at pretty much any phase of business. Um, They're people who want to significantly grow their business and they don't want to give up their nights and weekends to do it. It's um, I work with a variety of industries. However, I do seem to attract a lot of consultants and coaches, especially uh, brand new coaches, people who have retired out of corporate America or, you know, opted out um, and just want to set it up right from the beginning. And, they're you know, as they're thinking about building their business, there's like a million ideas and everyone's telling them what to do. Mm -hmm. And it's really honing it down to to. Two things, their their marketing plan, their marketing, which is message and plan, and then getting the entrepreneurial skills, that body of like a mindset and understanding sales and getting a better relationship with money because now you have to talk about money and maybe in your corporate job, you didn't have to, you know, you just got the paycheck. Um, So coaches, and then I also seem to work with a lot of boutique uh, graphic design firms, (laughs) <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting how you carved like a little, niche. you carved a niche there. Yeah.
2: Uh, interesting. So so to that point, um, because our audience is all about, um, they're really knee-deep in work maybe, or probably even more so, <laughs> um, doing the day-to-day grind. And so at a certain point, you're like, gosh, how many... More hours can I possibly put in or I just can't scale beyond a certain amount um, Mm -hmm. because I just don't have the time anymore. So you have an expertise around smart strategies to expand your business and to really, you know, to get that freedom back. Because when we're in our corporate careers, we think, I just want the freedom of not having to report to a boss. (laughs) And we all know that's such it's such a misconception. So can you put some clarity to that of where people might be stuck and you know what are some strategies that you'd share?
3: Gosh, you know, and every business is is so different. You know, if you're talking about selling a, a product versus selling a service, it's really different um, for everyone. But let's see. To boil it down, one strategy is to make sure that you're you're charging enough. Um, make sure that you are. Are confident in what you're charging, and that you can actually make a living at it. Um, when you come out of corporate America, you can't be charging what you made. It's it's a completely different landscape, so you have to rethink your pricing and packaging um, because there's all those uh, other things you're going to have to do of running a business, not just doing the work. Uh, the other thing is you've got to have processes and systems in place. When people think about scaling a business. Or, um, you know, I can't do it all all myself. I I don't have the time to do it all myself. The first thought is I'll delegate. But you know what it's like. It's garbage in, garbage out. If you don't have a process to show someone how to do something, and if you don't know if that process, like what you're delegating is actually going to make money or free you to make more money, then you're just going to be, you know, you're going to have less money and not be going in the right direction. So having the the processes in place and making sure they connect in with the bigger picture. Um, so scaling can be can be really, it really is challenging, especially when you're doing a service. So so one of the ways to scale is to start to create. Information products. I mean, and here's the thing. Right now, I'm like throwing spaghetti against the wall because there's so many different approaches. And and here's the point. There's no one size fits all answer. That's right. That's right. And so once again, against the evil marketers of which one I am one of them, <laughs> um, they will, you know, so, say that this is a solution to your problem. But you have to ask yourself. You really have to discern. You know, am, does my business model really lend itself to this? Or will I have to completely change how I do business just so this solution works for me? So so much of of scaling and simplifying and streamlining and being able to grow your business is about evaluating consistently. Is this for me or is this for someone else? And I got to tell you, it's very hard to be able to see that, you know, the forest for the trees. And so you have to get mentorship. You absolutely have to, especially if your background is corporate, because I'm telling you, it's a whole new world. It's completely different landscape.
2: It's a completely different monster for sure. And I was just going to say, it's like, you have to have the guidance or the someone that is kind of uh, helping you holding your hand through this process, because it's almost like a mental check. And if you're seeking advice from other people in your circle that are probably employees, um, (laughs) you're not going to get the right advice. It's just going to be based on opinion and everyone's got an opinion right as yeah. opposed to a coach really questioning and and offering you some tough love and saying listen you're kind of off in left field over here because at the beginning of, a, of the engagement you wanted x your vision was x and so they really help you to stay on track I mean we, we're always talking about that here is just how coaching is so crucial so crucial and so he's just another example of there's so many ways that you can go and just listening to broad-based advice is not enough it's how does that advice play into your customized right like the offering that you have so totally agree with that such a great
1: point such a great point so mary could you could you share maybe a success story that you've had with one of your clients and how you took them from where they are to where they wanted to go
3: Oh wow, that would have been a good one to prep me for. <laughs> <laughs> um, well actually, you know, one of my one of my earliest clients. And, and you know, when you're when you're in business for yourself, you kind of think, oh man, if I had known then what I know now, I yeah. could have helped people more. But I love what so my early success stories are I think the ones I'm most proud of because they show that the basics, the, the things I taught from the beginning, they they held true. So I was working with a designer, um, a, a graphic and web designer brilliant gal, very quirky. Um, and she had this website that was, um, it was very, you know, she's a web designer and her website kind of was so boring and vanilla. And uh, so I worked with her and her things were that her marketing, like her challenges were her marketing was not um, consistent and her message, like her, her ideal client wasn't defined. And her, so her message was very, um, unclear, boring, not really attention getting. So we worked together and uh, to find her ideal client. We got her to feel more comfortable with letting her personality, like really letting her be herself everywhere she goes. And it was amazing. She, and we adjusted her pricing and she was able to double her income uh, in the first 90 days. And then she's doubled it again since then. So well, more than double it, because It's been a while. But you know, these are these are going back to basic principles. And that's the thing I think people get caught up in, is they're like, well, I gotta get my website up and the design has to be pretty and the I gotta get my Facebook page. And it's like, what are the fundamentals underneath it? Who is your ideal client? Where are they? What is keeping them up at night? People don't give, they don't care about your laundry list of services. They just don't. When you're working on your your how to attract clients and your messaging, you have to be completely steeped in the what's in it for me. What does your ideal client want? What are they looking for? What keeps them up at night? What words are they saying in your head in their head? Once you establish that, then everything else can be built upon it. But you, you're you're going to build it on a shaky foundation if you don't have that first.
2: Totally agree. Totally agree, Mary. And it's a, it's a reoccurring theme that's come up on our shows with a uh, really successful marketers. They say, okay, what's that one place to start? And it's, and it's talking about the ideal customer, right? Mm-hmm. And so then all your marketing is targeting um, to them and really coming from a place of value and serving. So completely agree. You know, I want to go to that point that, that you made with your client where, um, her website was really just kind of plain Jane It was really <laughs> not re- probably representative of her true personality. And it's so funny that you're bringing this up. I just had a conversation um, with someone about the very same thing. You know, he put together this great site. It was beautiful, um, but a lot of the copy there, you know, was just kind of corporately and it's like letting go of that corporate speak Mm -hmm. and really moving into your personality now how important is that in your opinion and how could somebody kind of put context to that like because people seem fearful to do it
3: yeah absolutely and and the thing is is it's not uh, again there's not one answer because it's not you have to put your personality out there or you don't you have to consider what is your ideal client looking for are they looking for someone who has a very corporate feel because if they are then that's the direction you should go my the same web designer she designed my website and she said Mary here's the thing to remember people are not on the web looking for you they're looking for themselves so the home page and everything within your your website has to be speaking to what they want they show up when you are speaking to them, their pain, their their hopes, um, what they want, then they say, you know, oh, she gets me. You know, I've got, again, another designer client. This is a newer one. She's out in Atlanta. And um, they found that their best, they were looking for clients who would have a high monthly retainer, consistent ongoing work. You know, they weren't at the place where they had an in-house person. They wanted an outsourced, you know, marketing department, basically. And all of these clients in the past, which is a great place to look for how to do things, is your past. Um, all of her clients were into, they weren't just making a buck. They were, there was some kind of um, making a difference in the world uh, element to their business. And so on the home page, instead of saying we're innovative and we're smart and we're designers <laughs> and we can do right. social media, the first line on their website is going to say, um, This isn't about looking good, just looking good and making a buck. You're out there to make a difference. Mm. And so now when her ideal clients land there, they're looking at other designers. But when they land there, they're like, wait a minute, this person gets me. They're talking right to me. So I don't know. I think I went a little far afield there. (laughs) No, it's so true, though. It's
2: so true because that's the connecting point. And I love that she said it's not about you and your actors or whatever. It's like people are searching for the you know they want to scratch their itch, and they're looking for solutions. And it's not about you and how great you are and, and your <laughs> academic
3: accomplishments. And you know what I mean. It's not a resume. Oh, God, and from a totally. corporate background, that's what people are going to want to do. They're going to want to list the resume. They're going to want to do that when they introduce themselves as well. Gotcha. An important
1: point. Obviously, being an entrepreneur, uh, personal development and, and and habits play such a key role. Um, what are some of your habits? Uh, or personal development strategies that have really helped you on on your path?
3: Well, one of them is to absolutely control my calendar. I actually, I think I wrote a blog about this the other day because I, I was talking to a couple of my clients and it's weird how things happen in like twos and threes so that I can notice that, oh, this is something that happens and maybe people want to know about it. But uh, I had two clients and they both said, Oh, I have a I have a meeting with so-and-so, you know, just some random person. I said, oh, great. What's the, what's the purpose of it? And they said, I don't know. And I just was completely shocked because all of my clients are incredibly busy. And I'm like, really, you're going to drive, you're going to take a shower, do your hair, get in the car, drive across town to go take a meeting. that you have no idea what it's about? Oh, hell no. You know, I just can't even imagine that. So uh, being able to say no or ask for clarification and always, you know, being really clear about what my priorities are and controlling my calendar accordingly. Um, my best easiest tip is plan your day the night before. Yes. I mean, that's just one of my basic ones. I recorded a, a video series on like the basic, um, the basic entrepreneurial things you need to do. Like if you only do these things, you're going to be, on your way to being able to build anything else you want, basically. And um, it's still my top one to this day, and it is plan your day the night before. Love
2: it.
1: Yeah, that's a great clip.
2: It is. So tell us about what you are focused on for the remainder of this year. You know, what? as you Mm -hmm. look back in December
3: on your year, saying, Mm -hmm. yep, I crushed it.
2: Tell us what that looks like.
3: What that looks like is that um, I speak extensively, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, So I will look back on this year. I'll hit my financial goals. Um, And also, um, so right now, my business model has been very much uh, an in-person type of uh, model where I meet people through speaking engagements. They end up uh, coming onto my list. And then I do webinars and they enroll in, you know, group or individual programs uh, based on that. And one thing I realized, this was an evaluation done at the end of last year after being on the road a lot, is that I can't keep up that pace. I don't actually, I just don't want to keep up that pace forever. So I need to find a new avenue and build a new avenue for uh, clients to come to me. And also leverage. you know, this is scaling. You know, I'm doing <laughs> what we're talking about here, the scaling of business. So this year is focused on getting online strategies established so at the end of this year I'll have a um, an online program it's a content only program subscription program up and running with the um, online marketing systems that feed it consistently. Great. And the majority of the income will still come from kind of my my old <laughs> you know Mary 1.0 yeah. uh, version of marketing um, and the other and I will continue that next year as well because online marketing is a I mean I'm in the middle of a learning curve. Right. And so I have to really give myself the space to, you know, I I have a social media team and I have an online business team and I have my husband who, I mean, I've got lots of people who help, but it's still a big learning curve and a shift. So at the end of this year, the the success will be to have... the online system working. I'm also going to take a couple of clients on contingency to help them do this system for themselves because, of course, we're making notes along the way of what works and what doesn't. Great. Um, So we'll have picked up a couple of those clients. I just secured one yesterday who will start to follow in our footsteps. And then next year, we'll be ready to probably mid-year launch the availability of a contingency product or taking clients on contingency with products and programs we believe even and will retain part ownership. So it's building new profit centers.
2: Nice. (laughs) There you go. Nice to scale your business. And it's so interesting, right, how, you know, as entrepreneurs, we go through those levels where Mm -hmm. you go out on your own and then you start with either the coaching or freelancing or something like that, where, you know, in essence, you're buying yourself a job right? You're yep. figuring yes. that out. And then it's it's interesting how, the pro- I think, the proper evolution of that is, okay, now that you've refined and learned what's working with your clients and whatnot, you can create a system where it's being modeled online. So congratulations for that, because Thank it's you. like from that uptick to really creating true leverage in your business and, and, yep. and that scale. So then you can be more choosy about the clients you take, the speaking gigs you want to participate in. It's great. It's great. It's way more strategic in that nature. So that's wonderful.
3: And can I comment on something you said, because it's so important. You said, you know, it's the evolution of your business. And this is one of the biggest mistakes I see people make. And that is they get things out of order. Mm -hmm. they, They will write a book before they get clients. Um, You know, and and one of the things I feel like I was very fortunate because I did not have the luxury of taking five years to start making money or three years or even like three months. Mm -hmm. I had to make income immediately. And so I had to look around for, okay, what skills do I have that I could sell? And so I started coaching. I started, you know, working on business development with with businesses. And um, I watch people push money and, you know, the clients and everything away because they see, oh, I want to have profit centers. Mm-hmm. I want to have a book selling. I want passive income. And it's like, you know, and that's honestly, that's great, especially like if you have a corporate job, and you've got an income coming in and you can structure it. So you're paying someone else to set it up and you you know, you know, your stuff and you have your system already. That's great. You can actually do that. No problem. Again, the sequence is going to be different for everyone. But when you step out on your own and you have to make an income, you just have to keep an eye on that. You have to keep an eye on the the sequence. And that's another reason why mentorship and coaching is so great. I mean, my clients come to me all the time. I'm thinking about doing this thing and I'm like, okay, how close is it to the money and how much do you need money?
2: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, Yeah, because in your haste to want to do so many things, you're going to do a poor job at some of the things. And it's just not good for the brand in general. I mean, even going into the branding conversation, it just looks confused. And you're like, wait a minute, have you had any results? (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm. You're talking about doing
2: this, but you haven't had any results. You know, it's all theory based stuff. So that's a really great point.
1: Mary, what sage advice can you offer for our Boss Free Society listeners Something that they can do in the next uh, 24 to 48 hours that will help move their business forward.
3: I don't know anyone who is building a business, whether, you know, beside a corporate job or not, that doesn't have a head crammed full of ideas and you have to sort it out. So here is my, my tip. And by the way, I do this about once a week. Okay, so this is, this is an ongoing process you can use. You want to dump everything in your brain out on a piece of paper. It's going to be personal stuff. It's going to be appointments. It's going to be, oh, I should really do a podcast or, you know, I got to get my website done or I was thinking about specializing in underwater basket weaving or whatever it is, no matter how crazy it is, because it is taking up headspace. Okay. Get it out on a piece of paper, put that piece of paper aside, get another blank piece of paper, and then in your business, write down your number one priority for, let's say, the week, okay, your number one priority, then pull that list back. And start to eliminate what does not serve that number one priority. It's so interesting because tips, they, I'm like, oh, that's a
2: really good idea. And I wish I would write that down because I don't. And then I forget my good ideas. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think I'm like, oh, I'll remember that. And, and inevitably, because. Yeah, like, well, to Mary's point, and I love that. It's like, it's just taking up space in your brain. I love yeah. that, Mary. And I think it's just. Putting it down on paper and arc, just keeping it on the side. It's there. You're parking parking mm-hmm. it, so to speak. So when that great idea makes sense to take action on. Awesome. Yeah.
3: And really, you know, what people want to hear, I know what people are going to want to hear, what they're going to want to hear is do these, these three things and you can make a million dollars by the end of the week. <laughs> and that's what they're being sold. And that's right. why they're overwhelmed and everything. Right. So is so you've got to let it be simple. The most successful people know that you, the path you have to take is simple and strategic. It's the fewest numbers of steps in exactly the right direction will get you further than a million steps as you're kind of meandering about. So really give yourself permission for it to be easy, easier than you think, and the simple steps, the simple habits will get you further than all the BS and fluff and hype that is happening there
2: great advice Mary thank you so much this is great content we're gonna have the links of how to get in touch with you and any offers that you have for our audience um, and how people could connect with you and all your social media handles in the show notes so thank you so much congratulations on all your success and scaling up and and you know getting your brand online uh, this year and certainly into next so congratulations on that thank you Thank you so
0: much. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.